Noah Van Orstrand. I'm Andrew Van Orstrand. And we play in the Great Bear Trio. And you're listening to WMNF Tampa. The opinions presented on the Healthy Steps show are the evidence-based opinions of Dr. Fred Harvey, the callers, and his guests. These are not the opinions of the staff, the volunteers, or the board of WMNF. The information provided on the show is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease. There is no implied patient-physician relationship in these calls. The nature of the calls is educational and informational only. Good morning, my dear friend. Isn't it just an exquisite way to boost your Monday to a higher ground? Listening to the Healthy Steps radio show here on WMNF Tampa, the only station that Captain John Yossarian streams, and you can stream us as well at WMNF.org. Lo and behold, Dr. Harvey has gifted us with another Ask Me Anything Monday challenge here on the Healthy Steps radio show, so you know what has to be done. You can ask your questions and you can loosen your load by simply dialing 813-239-9663. Arena sitting in the command chair looking forward to taking your call. You can also send an email to dj at wmnf.org or text us at 813-433-0885. Good morning, Dr. Harvey, and let me tell you, I always feel like we're strolling on the sunny side of the street whenever you have an Ask Me Anything Monday. Your listeners are the best in the world, and when they ring us up, they do so much more than just put Irene to work. They breathe a spirit into this show that makes all the other radio waves oscillate with envy. So I'll stop my little gap fest here, Dr. Fred, and let you crank it up and see where this show goes. Take it away. Thank you, Bill, and happy Monday. Thank you. Do you too. So, um, yeah, it was at a really wonderful um, um, seminar this weekend, uh, a spiritual seminar, talking about how we are all part of a a, a bigger a reality. Um, and uh, I've heard the word before, but we talked about it this weekend. It's a very interesting word that most uh, people don't really think about. It's called hylozoism, H-Y-L-O-Z-O-I-S-M. Hylozoism is the concept that all life is part of a greater life and that all the universe is alive and is one great life and that subsets of the universe are simply holographic representations of the entire living beingness of creation. And it really follows from just common sense and looking at how the web of life interacts that there's a very uh, uh, rich and continuous connection from the very smallest atom to clusters of galaxies. And each reflects the same organizational principles of the whole. Such that If we think about all of the trillions of cells in our body, they are all individual living units. Each one has its own lifespan, its own purpose, its own contribution to the whole. Without one subset of those living beings, our bodies wouldn't function. And when they work together as the family, as part of the whole, they function as one unit. There's a concept that 
humanity is one being when we look at it from a larger scale. That humanity has one consciousness and that we are pieces of that consciousness. And without each one of us, the consciousness doesn't work as effectively as it could with the synergy of the whole. That leads us to a way of thinking about health and life that is connected, that helps us understand that within us is not something separate. And this goes back to a principle of spiritual teaching that the heresy of separation is something that we need to learn to deal with because we are connected to every other living being in this universe. What we do matters. And humanity has actually the power of critical thought and self-motivated action to co-create the universe. And so our thoughts and our actions are exceptionally powerful because we're here to actually intermediate between many of the kingdoms of life. And we have some ability to dominate the lower kingdoms to some extent, but they do push back when we push too hard. And so we see us pushing on systems here on earth and our pushing is a bit selfish and it comes from that heresy of separation and it allows us to actually damage the planet that we live on and that is our home and that is our womb that has nurtured us yet we're still damaging it because we believe erroneously that we are separate from it. And it's really interesting. I, I, the reason I'm on this subject is because of that spiritual um, uh, uh, seminar that I went to, but also synchronicity flows. And I was presented with an article this morning from Popular Mechanics. And the article is entitled, Scientists Believe They've Unlocked Consciousness and it connects to the entire universe. It's just a simple quantum wave that can interact with everything that's ever existed. That's a pretty big statement. We are connected to everything through our consciousness. And they found a, a really interesting thing <clears throat> in quantum mechanics. Science has been studying quantum theory, quantum waves, and quantum um, uh, interactions for some time. Yet they've only been able to induce quantum states in conditions that are not conducive to life as we know it. And that's because spirit is so powerful, you, you can't like watch it in, in action too easily. Well, we have to learn how to do this. Because the quantum field is spirit in action. It's the enlivenment of everything. It is life in form, not a form of life. There is only one life. And form is made to carry life. So life in form 
is what we're witnessing. And it's so hard to see that. So they have to actually freeze everything to actually get a picture of it. This is what they've done in the past. Get it down to almost absolute zero to actually see this. But recently, <clears throat> and this is where we're going to take the next leap in healthcare and in understanding our reality, it's coming, it's here, where we're ready for this quantum leap in our ability to co-create. And what we've found out is that in the brain, there are these organelles, they're, they're structures, parts of the cells called microtubules. Microtubules are proteins that are kind of the framework, the lattice work for the cell, but it's also a method of communicating within the cell because the microtubules transfer energy. And what they found out is that, well, we know that plants use chlorophyll in a process that stores energy from a photon, a quantum particle of light. Chlorophyll enables the plant to store energy and create carbohydrates and make form from energy. I think that's pretty amazing. And so what they found out is in these microtubules that they are actually able to hold this energy in a way that is something unexpected. Because what they did was they, they these scientists radiated um, some brain cells some uh, and, and used a a, a frequency that comes from tryptophan. Tryptophan is uh, an amino acid that turns into serotonin and melatonin. So it's a highly energetic, highly active communication molecule. And so when ultraviolet light hits this, ultraviolet light photons come out and hit the microtubules. And they conducted this experiment 22 times and saw that the energetic changes, the excitations from the tryptophan photons, quantum light particles, actually created quantum reactions that lasted five nanoseconds. Not a lot of time, but that's a thousand times longer than anyone expected quantum coherence to last. What we're finding out is that we are looking at the creation from consciousness of action in the physical reality. That leads us to a, a, another concept and that is that all illness is spiritual illness. It's a hard concept to wrap around. And it doesn't mean that you are to blame for your illness, but that the way your flow of spirit from creation is modified by thought, you actually alter the ability for your body to function fully. And so when we actually change our view and separate us from spirit, we actually start to go down a path that could lead to illness because we have to remember that we were taught by many world teachers that the power is within. The I am principle is inside. And so the teachings of most of the major religions suggest that 
we have a relationship with God. And the teachings have told us that the God is within. Every one of our cells has that spirit within. And so the first task is to transcend what would be called in Christianity the enemy's lies. And the enemy's lies are the lie of separation, that God is outside somewhere in heaven and you don't have access. God is actually in your heart and you have access. And because he's in your heart, you are a temple of healing and you are a spiritual outpost. Therefore, when you love your God with all your heart, you love yourself with all your heart. And then the root causes of illness, the faulty thinking, the consciousness change that leads us there are things like fear, which is the opposite of love. Love helps healing to proceed. Fear blocks it because you're out of love. Fear, guilt, shame, blame, all are separation ideas. So that when we hear on social media, in the news, things that would suggest separation, that there are people other than us, people that are invading our territory. This is separation. This creates illness in society. When we talk about how this food is bad or that idea, you know, these, when we separate ourselves from the goodness that is flowing within, we really don't have access to that love flow. And Ryan really has it right because the Buddha taught us 80,000 ways to not suffer. And the first one is to watch your breath. So I'm gonna go with Ryan right now and say, here's what we need to do. Everybody take a pause. If you are not driving, <laughs> if you're not doing something dangerous, close your eyes and let your feet on the floor, let your body relax and take a nice big breath in through your nose and then let it out slowly to a count of four and do it again. This time, pull your shoulders up to your ears. Hold it there and then let it all out. <sighs> And one more time, a nice, solid, low breath that comes from way down in your lower belly. Pull from there, pull it into your chest, pull it up higher, hold those shoulders up, and then let it all go and let your whole body just relax. Those three breaths have connected you with the flow of love within your body, enabling you to touch the love of creation so that you can be a more full being. We're finding it. We seem to have a little bit of some glitch. Spirit there operates. we go. So, hey, I think we have some people on the line we should identify. This is the Healthy Steps Radio Show on WMNF 88.5. Indeed we do. We've got, coincidentally enough, Ryan on the line, but we've also got Marie Ann, who's had the uh, patience of a saint. But I'm going to make her wait just a little bit longer while I remind folks that you are listening to the Healthy Steps Radio Show here on WMNF Tampa with Dr. Fred Harvey. The 
topic today is Ask Me Anything, so it's whatever you want it to be, and we're kind of depending on you to drive this show. And you're encouraged to participate and put Irene to work by calling 813-239-9663 or send your emails to dj at wmnf.org. Good morning to you, Marianne. Hello? Hello, Marianne. Oh, I thought you said you were going to call some gentleman first. But anyway, yes, good morning, Dr. Harvey, and thank you for taking this call. Um, I'm calling about neuropathy, which I've had for a while, and you've talked about that uh, a lot. I've been treated with uh, uh, laser, um, massage, and uh, neuromed, and things like that. Now, there is a, a new practitioner in the area who is using ultrasound. Have you ever heard of ultrasound um, being practiced for neuropathy? Mm, no, that's a new one for me. But I have a, a better question. Have you figured out what caused your neuropathy? No. <laughs> so that's, I think, a better place to be looking rather than another therapy to treat something that we don't know what caused it. I would start on the pathway to find out what the source is. Uh, another, an, another issue is, are you having painful symptoms or do you have absolutely no sensation? Uh, I have sensation and burning and, and it's, it used to be for quite a while and mostly under my foot and the toes. Now it's gone over the top of the foot and the, the leg, especially on the, on the left side. But um, 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 a cardiologist checked you know, my circulation and found that there's a 70% blockage of an artery in the left leg. Okay. So, uh, but they, they, they decide not to do anything about that. So, yeah, so he's telling you basically that he doesn't think that's clinically significant in your neuropathy because uh, he doesn't want to do anything about it, would be my guess. Maybe, um, I don't know for sure, but what? Uh, how can I investigate what, uh, what are the causes? How can I do that? Well, I think uh, you need a doctor to evaluate things like uh, your B12 and folic acid levels. You need to have um, uh, assessment for autoimmune disease, thyroid problems, um, Taking possibly for thyroid replacement. Mm -hmm. So you may have an autoimmune disease like Hashimoto's thyroiditis. That's not limited to the thyroid, but is an autoimmune disease and can cause damage elsewhere. You might also have the possibility of um, uh, chronic Lyme disease. Um, it could be diabetes associated. It could be from toxic yeah, I metals. I have I have watched people with mercury and arsenic have um, symptoms like that. Mm -hmm. So you need an evaluation by somebody who's going to actually go into details with it and and find out what's going on rather than just treating symptoms like it seems you're having happen. Yeah, yeah, and I've done that for years at great expense, by the way. Um, okay, and I do take, you know, the 1800 uh, ELE that you have uh, advised to take. Well, usually that helps in people that have um, simple things like diabetes-related um, neuropathy. So you probably have something that's blocking you, like a petrochemical, a, uh, a toxic metal like mercury or arsenic or um, some other kind of um, uh, uh, causative issue that can be fixed. I have watched neuropathy resolve as we got the arsenic and mercury out of the body. And how does one do that? With chelation therapy. Uh-huh, and my doctor offers that, so... 
Oh, good. Where do you go to the doctor? Where do I go? Is that what yes. you said? Uh, I've been seeing Dr. Young for a while, and he does uh, this treatment. And, and Excellent. So you have somebody that can pursue this with you? Yeah, I have never accepted to do it, but I should, I guess. Well, maybe what you should do is find out if you need it. Well, <laughs> that's the <laughs> thing for you to say, find out if I need it. How do I find out if I need it? You go to see Dr. Young and have him do the test that would determine if you have toxic metals, if you have toxic petrochems, if you have high sugar, if you have low B12. Somebody's got to evaluate all the reasons. It's called the differential diagnosis, the possibilities of causation for any specific diagnosis. Um, a good doctor will then pursue all those avenues. Um, a doctor who's living in a silo will just give you a pill for the symptom and not actually figure out what the cause is. Yeah, that's my primary. That's why I still go to Dr. Young, because my primary is all about pills, yeah. Yeah, and, and they have decided for some reason in, in current medical delivery systems to not pursue causation just to treat. Yeah, I, I hear that. Because that, that way you can maintain the chronic illness longer. Mm. <laughs> okay. Okay. Thank, thank you very much, Dr. You're, you're very welcome, Marianne. Uh, good luck with that. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And indeed, good luck with that. Um, I've got Ryan, as we were discussing earlier. I've got him on the line. Good morning to you there, Ryan. Hey, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Yes, I love your words. And uh, the breath is uh, just everything is breath related. I should come up with a breath for every symptom because there you uh, go. I like that. Really, <laughs> you know, there's two forms of energy in this world. You know, there's physical energy to make your car move and then your light bulb come on. And then there's formless energy. And that's what we're talking about when it comes to spirit. And the fancy word is manifestation, um, or the simple word would be your will. And yes. your will and is the biggest, biggest energy there is. And that by doing conscious breathing, you're, 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 do, you're exercising your will. Um, and that, well, actually, that, you're, also, you're also exercising another energy, your uh, love wisdom, um, equally as potent as will. Um, when you actually breathe, you access love wisdom along with will. Correct. Yes, people, there's, um, it's not just air you're breathing. It's, uh, it's a lot more than that. And uh, if you call it air, you're, you're missing the whole gestalt of it. Right. And, um, yep. And um, everybody needs to do their breathing. And um, some affirmations would help. You know, I choose love. I choose health. I am ultimate... Uh, good feelings you know so it's it's it works very well and it's quite effective and, yes um, there are all kinds of good ones like i am omnipotent i am indelible i am whole yes it's it's safe to to breathe yes yeah. yeah so you got you guys are doing a great job and um you guys have my number there um doc you want to call me uh, i think we should do a facilitation together we should maybe throw together something I really think so. Thanks, Ryan. You know, um, yeah, uh, do me a favor and, and email me um, at uh, functionalmedicine4 to doc 
at Functional Medicine Florida. And we can talk more about it because honestly, we do need to do some um, local live work, uh, maybe even online virtual work. I think there's a lot of good things that can be coming out of our talks. Yeah, I've facilitated many people over the phone. It's it's not a a big deal. Yeah. All right. You guys are doing great. Much love. You too, Ryan. Have a great week. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you very much there, Ryan, as always. And again, reminding folks, you are listening to the Healthy Steps Radio Show with Dr. Fred Harvey here on WMNF Tampa. You're encouraged to participate. Just give us a call at 813-239-9663 or continue sending your emails to dj at wmnf.org. And it looks like uh, I've got Doug on the line. Good morning, Doug. Hello. Hi, Doug. Hi, Dr. Harvey. Um, I recently had a DEX bone density uh, test, and, yes. and it came back as a minus 2.8, and the wow. doctor wants to put me on Fosamax. Is that a good way to go, or what should I do? Why do you have osteoporosis? Why? Yeah. I don't know. Well, uh, then that's a question to ask the doctor before you dive into a treatment for a symptom that you don't know the cause thereof. We just had this talk with Marianne. Okay. Um, I am scheduled to get a B12 test. Okay. That has nothing really greatly to do with your osteoporosis. Well, I thought uh, you just said that that was uh, one of the things you should check. B12 is, is for neuropathy. Oh, Okay. Yeah, I'm just talking about the concept of of treating symptoms and not causes. And so women tend to have an increased frequency of postmenopausal osteoporosis because of the shift in the hormones. Men don't go through menopause. Right. And so the men don't tend to get osteoporosis and yours is rather severe at minus 2.8. So there's an issue you have metabolically. You have a medical problem that's causing this and we need to know what it is. What would be, um, what approach should I take to try to find that out? Well, first thing is, do you have medical diseases of any kind? No. Okay, good. So uh, in the absence of that, now there's a a study that was done about, I think, 15, 20 years ago called the HIM study, um, Health in Men. And what they were looking at was how do medical conditions relate to testosterone levels in men? They found that people who have um, more medical conditions have lower testosterone generally. So since you don't have any, you don't have medical issues causing it, but you may actually simply have low testosterone. Okay. You may also be not getting enough protein. You may not be getting enough calcium. You may not be getting enough exercise. But usually men don't get osteoporosis without an underlying cause. So I'm wondering, do you have a problem with um, testosterone production? Has your doctor checked it? No. That would be the first place I would go before just adding Fosamax because if you have low testosterone, you're going to get sick in other ways. Okay. In addition to the bones, and the Fosamax is going to poorly recalcify your bones if you don't deal with a low T. Okay, so the first thing I should do is check my testosterone level. Well, I would, I would find a doctor who will do a little bit of a metabolic workup on you. Another thing that I do on all my patients to look for bone health when they actually have 
uh, challenges there is to look at a, a lab called the N-telopeptide, N-telopeptide, N-T-X is the abbreviation we use for that. And it looks at bone protein loss. It looks at whether you're using losing collagen from your bones. And that's critical because collagen is the protein matrix to which the calcium is attached. If you don't have it, you can't attach it. And so your bones don't get stronger. And so that would be one really important thing to look at. And another important one is the PINP, the pro-collagen N-terminal peptide, which looks at bone collagen production. So you can look at the production, you can look at the destruction. And so you get an idea about your net bone metabolism. If you're not producing any and you're using, losing a lot, then you know you've basically turned into a sieve for bone and you're draining it all out. But if you're producing a lot and you're not losing much, then you should be building more bones. And that's how I actually watch my patient's bone health in between DEXA scans because they aren't valid to do more than say once a year or once every two years. So you need a metabolic tool to watch what's going on. And that's one that I use. Okay. Well, thank you, Dr. Harvey. You're welcome, Doug. Good luck with that. So, Bill, do we have anybody in line? Uh, No, we do not. So I'm going to take this opportunity to talk to folks and tell you, give us a call at 813-239-9663 or send your emails again to dj at wmnf.org. What have you got for us on your end, Doctor? Well, I was going to actually uh, follow up on what I had started with and um, mention that um, it's really interesting that we see so much autoimmune disease today. And in spiritual thinking, autoimmune disease would relate to a deep spiritual issue. Because what is autoimmune disease Uh, that kind of hides the name there, autoimmune, doesn't really tell us. What it is is self-attack disease. Self-attack. Why are we attacking ourselves? Well, consciousness would tell us that it's because we are mad at ourselves. We are guilty and frustrated with ourselves. We have bitterness. And so... The first step on the road to healing is self-love of any of these diseases. Because we're attacking our own identity when we don't love ourselves. So that separation of us from spirit is what actually starts that. As, As long as we understand that We are a holographic representation of all that is good, all that love. And we connect with that love in our heart by being quiet and breathing into that cave of love where the Christ resides inside of our hearts. We actually touch the place that allows us to stop the rejection, to stop the fear, to stop the self-hatred. And to begin the process of healing and eliminating self-attack diseases. I believe we have somebody on the line. Indeed we do. We've got Jan from Odessa on the line. Good morning to you, Jan. 
Good morning. How are you? Hey, Jan, I'm great. How are you? Doing great. Just one quick question. Uh, I've got a granddaughter who's 20 years old, and she has hypoglycemia. And I yes. just wanted to see what we can do to help her um, in any way. She's brilliant and uh, in college and all that, but she, she's dealing with this issue. I think the uh, the way to deal with hypoglycemia is to understand that it's on a spectrum of illness of sugar metabolism dysfunction. And some foundations for sugar metabolism are that daily exercise is critical. 30 minutes of even just good brisk walking is enough to reset your sugar metabolism. Um, diet is critical. And so... We need to refocus our diet away from carbohydrates when we don't deal with carbohydrates well and focus more on other foods. And when I'm talking about carbohydrates, I'm talking about processed starch and sugar. We can get our carbohydrates from whole foods. And so the Mediterranean style diet that actually is essentially the diet of the blue zones where people live healthfully the longest period of time and have a really good health span, they eat a diet that is plant forward plant-based, um, which means 80% plant, 20% animal, 90% plant, 10% animal, somewhere in that range. And so you start your day with plants, maybe fruit, possibly throw in a little bit of protein with some yogurt. Um, but you want low glycemic fruits, things that are solid and have fiber, like apples and pears, bananas, Strawberries, low glycemic strawberries and blueberries with lots of fiber in. These are the kind of fruits you want to do. You don't want to be doing lots of melon and, and pineapple. Um, they're, they're relatively higher in sugar content. Um, but uh, eight servings of cooked and raw vegetables a day, a cup of raw leaves is a serving, a half a cup of cooked leaves is a serving, a half a cup of all other solid vegetables is a serving. So, you know, a half a cup of carrots and uh, two cups of lettuce and, you know, put it together. You want to eat a rainbow, too, because the phytochemicals in the, the, the vegetables actually help the body metabolize better. And then you need protein. You got to get protein in. And for a uh, person who's dealing with sugar metabolism issues, you want to get probably half a gram of protein per pound of body weight a day, maybe more. And you also want good fats in the form of avocado and olives, olive oil, um, uh, uh, grapeseed oil. And um, um, you want to uh, even maybe use some butter and ghee, but you don't want to really be doing um, standard butter and ghee. You want to use grass-finished butter, pastured butter, because when you feed animals grains, they get grain oils. We want to avoid, if you're having problems with um, uh, hypoglycemia, you want to avoid uh, bad oils like safflower, sunflower, seed oils like that actually are too high in omega-6s. Um, and fish oil is critical. Eat fish often, several times a week. Low, Small-bodied small fish like sardines, anchovies, um, and, and wild-caught salmon. But also take fish oil because fish oil helps the body deal with these things better. How's okay. that for a way to approach hypoglycemia? That's a page and a half of notes I just wrote. <clears throat> and you have a recording you can go back to and listen to it again but that's okay. foundation okay thank you thank you i appreciate it you're so welcome all righty bye-bye bye-bye all right we do have and i hope i'm pronouncing the name correctly Najee 
from Hollywood on the line. But again, since uh, I think we need to get more people to take advantage of Ask Me Anything Monday, remind folks you're listening to the Healthy Steps radio show with Dr. Fred Harvey here on WMNF Tampa. And give us a call at 813-239-9663 or continue sending your emails to dj at wmnf.org. We haven't been getting enough emails either. So, Najee, how are you today? I'm fine, thank you. How are you doing, uh, Dr. Harvey? Hey, Najee, I'm great. I was so glad you called because I had not thought about one of my favorite uh, uh, jazz artists from back in the 80s, right. I believe, maybe the 90s. <laughs> Najee, I need exactly. to put him back on. Exactly, exactly, yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, I'm enjoying your show. Uh, I've been listening for a while, and I thought I'd give you a call. I am uh, 62 years old, uh, in very much good health. I've uh, been diagnosed with hypertension about seven years ago uh, mm-hmm. due to stress and stuff like that. Um, I have, so, I mean, it's in my genetics, I believe. Uh, my uncles had uh, high blood pressure and uh, diabetes, but I don't have diabetes. Uh, the thing is, I'm not used to take pills and stuff like that. So that time they put me like uh, seven years ago about uh, on the Lazartan 100. Actually, before that, they put me on the, if I'm not pronouncing it right, amplimidine, uh, like 10 milligrams. Mm-hmm. And that gave me the ear ringing uh, as yeah. uh, taking it. And then they said, no, it's a preferred medicine to take the Lazartan 100. I've been on that for about six, six years or so. So lately, uh, I see in my primary, um, and she said that that's not enough. You have still high blood pressure. She's going to put me back on the amblimodine and the lozatin at the same time. Also, they uh, found out that I have uh, a little bit high cholesterol, which is like, I think, 218 or 212, something like around there. And they give me a, me- a medication for that, too. So right now, I'm taking three pills to treat the symptoms, like you're saying, not the cause. Uh, I also have uh, some kind of deficiency with the B12 that it keeps going down, uh, but I'm taking supplements off the shelf for that. So I was wondering, uh, I would like to find out the cause, what's driving the hypertension up? Uh, I mean, the first time I did that, they said it's a stress and we don't know what's causing that. I mean, I hear it from everybody. We don't know what's causing that. We don't know what's causing that. So what's the best way to... uh, have they have they looked? Have they looked no. to see what's causing that? I unfortunately, uh, I, I mean, like probably ten years ago or so. I mean, maybe like fifteen. I've seen a doctor, and I had some issues with the abdomen. You know, uh, not feeling good, and uh, you know, nauseous when I eat. I can't eat. I can't this, and I lost weight. So, three months seeing this doctor, going back and forth, and he finds nothing. He said, "Oh, maybe you have a cancer. Oh, maybe." Uh, Let's go. But what about but what about the high blood pressure workup? Has anybody looked for uh, the presence of uh, toxic metal uh, like lead? We know lead causes high blood pressure. How about cadmium? Has anybody uh, looked at actually vascular inflammation? Um, how's your sugar? What's your uric acid level look like? Um, you know, cholesterol going up slightly, like 212 or something like that, is not something I would ever treat. It makes no sense to treat a relatively normal cholesterol, um, uh, especially with a statin drug, um, right. because you're looking at a sign of toxicity. Cholesterol goes up when you have metabolic toxicity. High blood pressure goes up when you have metabolic toxicity. And right. so if you're not getting 
the toxicity evaluated, you're actually not looking for root cause. You're just covering up. And, uh, you know, what, what you're a perfect example of why I left that type of medicine because I watched, you know, supposedly primary care's goal is to manage chronic illness. Well, they don't manage it very well because what I've witnessed is that it just keeps getting worse. Exactly. You keep adding more pills because you're not dealing with the reason for the ills. Pills for ills is not an answer. It's a really, actually, it's it's like calling a a part of our government the defense department when all it does is create offense everywhere. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. (laughs) So Western medicine is treating illness, but it's not treating the cause of illness. So let's actually get a checkup. So you need a functional medicine should, doctor, my friend. I should say, uh, see somebody who can do a toxic, uh, you know, uh, you know, test and stuff like that, right? Yeah, you need somebody to figure out why it is your B12 keeps dropping despite the fact you're taking pills. Why it is you keep adding more blood pressure pills when the blood pressure pills are supposed to control the situation. Why is it they are not? Right. What's wrong with this process? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, uh, it's a chaos. Well, yes. Thank so, you. thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Very <laughs> Have much. a great day. Okay. You too. Bye. Now, I know that you've got a couple of emails that have been I coming do. on in, but I'm going to remind folks to give us a call at 813-239-9663 and continue sending your emails to dj at wmnf.org. What have you got there, doctor? Peter asks, hello, doc. Is this gland in our head promoting well-being in one's body through deep breathing, meditation, or whatever relaxes a person? I found a definition below of the gland. Maybe this, uh, maybe help me explain. Uh, so um, the main function of the pineal gland is to receive information about the state of the light-dark cycle from the environment and convey this information by the production and secretion of the hormone melatonin. So um, <clears throat> that's really um, uh, an interesting way of looking at it. And w- what we know in, in spirit is that the pineal gland, the pituitary and the hypothalamus, that area of the brain, that very deep brain is actually where we connect with higher consciousness. And so that is promoting well-being. And when we do our deep breathing and meditation and dwell in that place, that cave in our head, where we make that connection, we do promote health. We promote better living. And so, yes, the pineal gland is part of the spiritual structure, The what's called the Ajna Center, A-J-N-A in uh, Sanskrit. Um, this is a, a um, the most potent of points where you can actually make this consciousness contact with reality, Pete. Um, Let's see. Airbender. Airbender. I like that one. Airbender asks, as an individual who is exposed to forever chemicals, as an aircraft fighter uh, 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 pilot being a Navy vet, uh, this is a good step forward. I understand that we've all been exposed to PFAS. Is there a scale created to understand how effective we can possibly be. Um, not sure exactly what you're asking here. PFAS testing. Oh, PFAS testing is being recommended by CDC. Yeah, um, <clears throat> it would be great to know 
what level of PFAS might affect individuals. The problem is we're all snowflakes and different levels of this chemical are going to affect different people differently. And it's also going to be in association with other toxins that would come in and compound the effects of the PFAS and other illnesses that the person might have that would make it harder to deal with the PFAS. So um, yeah, this is, it's really good that they're looking and so that's the first step uh, on on this on the journey to unravel this problem. Pete also asks us, I believe that most or states that I believe that most people make themselves sick, not by being happy with themselves, not at ease. So you're on spot there, Doc, with your observation of one's spirituality and overall well-being. It's a big factor in one's health. Yes, we do know that the placebo or nocebo effect is real. If you believe you're getting well, you're going to get well. If you believe you're going to get ill, you're going to get ill. It's it's kind of falls that way. Now, it's not always that clear because we might be pretending to believe we're going to get well because we want to please someone else. But we know inside, in our deepest truth, that we're not getting well because that's what we've chosen. We choose our reality. When we wake up in the morning, we have a choice to decide it's a glorious day or it's a terrible day. It's a choice. You make it what you will with your own thinking. And that's really the key. No matter what's happening outside of you, you have the choice to make it a glorious day. We have somebody on the line. We do. We've got Greg from Illinois, but I also want to take a uh, moment here to point a finger of happiness at one of our um, other hosts here and a wizard of the show, um, Greg, who he often during his show says to his listeners, have a great day on purpose. There you go. I like that. All right. Let's go to Greg in Illinois. Good morning, Greg. Uh, Hey, good morning. And I really appreciate your intro today on uh, the whole connection to life and spirit. It's so true. And it's amazing. The science is, is, is proving it. Isn't it um, awesome? I just so love amazing. this. The, the Aquarian era brings in something called Ray 5, which is the science ray. Mm-hmm. We're going to see science prove the existence of the soul by the end of this century. Oh, man, I wish I was alive to see it. <laughs> Maybe I'll be somewhere to watch it. You will be alive. You just probably won't be incarnated at the time. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, I really appreciate all the help you've given me and things. It's remarkable, the steps. Um, but I, I have something that I wanted to bring to you because I didn't know where else to turn. I had, um, you may remember, I had I had a severe rotator cuff injury and a mountain bike accident out in the yes. middle of nowhere. And it healed up great. Um, I'm still in therapy to gain more strength than what I had before because that's my ambition. And they're working with me. But um, when I first had the surgery in June 16th last year, I was in a um, immobilized uh, fling for six weeks because it was uh, they, I could not move it. They had attached that tendon back to the bone. They didn't want to jeopardize, and that was fine. But as soon as I came out of that sling and started basic range of motion things and all, I've had issues with my hands. And I, I once they said, you need to see a hand doctor. We don't know what this is. They thought it was um, a syndrome that is, based on um, chronic pain syndrome, CPS, wasn't. Hand doctor said, you don't have chronic pain syndrome, but I don't know what it is. I went to a hand doctor. That was a pain specialist. Hand doctor says, oh, you've got trigger finger. Um, and I'm like, how, the, how did that happen? He said, we don't know, but I need to give you some an injection of cord- uh, steroids. And then we're not doing that. And it's spread now into my right hand, and I've got trouble flexing fingers and it hurts sometimes at night although it's getting better it wakes me up 
I, my gut is telling me there was some kind of an inflammatory response because of the surgery and the immobilization that triggered some kind of fascia tightening somewhere, and it just happens to be in my hands. I, I don't know other, what, how other way to relate it. Nobody can figure out what it is, but it's affecting my ability to bend my fingers to some degree. Well, we know that your fascia is connected throughout the entire body. It kind of spirals around the entire right. body. It's really fascinating. It is. Um, That's why I thought And this. so the fact that you are experiencing this is likely due to the surgery. Uh, have you worked with anybody who does muscle activation technique? No, but somebody did mention that now that you say that a few weeks ago. I, I would get a full body muscle activation technique evaluation because it may actually help reorient the fascia. Um, another thing that might help, which is much more painful, um, is, um, oh, what's it called? I'm blanking on it. Uh, rolfing, rolfing. But I would do MAT before going to rolfing um, because I think the, the MAT is going to find out what's left imbalanced and inactivated post surgically mm -hmm. you know you, you have you probably have some muscles that aren't firing and once you get them firing things will start to work better i that's kind of my gut so uh suggestion on where i can find a you know a certified competent mat therapist so there are um in in the area and um i know there's a couple in sarasota tampa area and then orlando and i would i would look up muscle activation technique and go to the website um, they have a, uh, a practitioner search feature. You can find somebody local. Um, yeah, I'm in Chicago know, area, Illinois. So oh, okay. There's probably most cities have at least one. Um, okay. When you get into rural areas, it becomes more difficult. Well, that's that's uh, well worth the drive. So I will go on to look at muscle activation. There's a website for MAT. Perhaps. Yes, muscle activation technique. Look it up. Uh, Greg Roscoff okay. is the guy who started it, but it'll, it'll, you'll see practitioner search and stuff. But muscle activation techniques. I think there's, you know, individual practitioners are going to have websites up that have that. But look for the main one. Okay. And um, outside of, you know, commitment to um, good sleep and the um, Zymogen and you know staying consistent with my training and and efforts <clears throat> since the beginning of surgery, I just kept. Um, I know this sounds crazy, but I just kept telling my shoulder, I love you. We're going to do great. You're healing into that bone. Wait till how we're going to get stronger. And I, I think that plays a part. I know it can't be proven, but that positive focus on, on really attention and acute awareness of that shoulder getting better, I think is, is something real. I just can't describe it because that, that it is, there's actually really good evidence. And if you go and if you want to learn more about it, Dr. Joe Dispenza, um, has a great amount of consciousness education on his website, and he teaches people how the consciousness works. And, and really, if you actually visualize yourself with shoulders that are fully functional and hands that are fully functional, and you, you infuse joy into that vision of you fully healed, your consciousness works to manifest that. Amazing. I'm going to go back and listen to those uh those same web, the website and that gentleman. I really appreciate that insight. That's cool. And again, I appreciate you being out there. Thanks, gentlemen, for your time. So welcome. Have a great day. Good luck with that. You, thank you. Bye now. Good morning to you there, doctor. Again, I'm going to first correct myself. I did a disservice earlier. I was mentioning Greg, and I should have dropped his handle as well. That was that would be DJ Spaceship that had the thought of have a great day on purpose. 
And I've got uh, Rhonda here, and we're down to about the last three or so minutes. Good morning, Rhonda. Good morning. Hi, Rhonda. It's Rhoda. Oh, Rhoda. Hello, Rhoda. Hey, listen, I got a question about, and, and it's probably a silly question, but how do you know if you can get off blood pressure and, and uh, cholesterol medicine? I know they take well, tests to make sure, you know. Well, the way the way you know is that your blood pressure is low enough that you don't need to take the blood pressure medicine, and your cholesterol is low enough that you don't need to take it. <laughs> Excuse me. Well, so they, they they say it's a big hazard. You can't get off that stuff. You know, blah blah blah. Well, you, they, lo, yet, you know, there's prop propaganda is everywhere. <laughs> okay. But here's the thing: what they're saying there is, don't stop the medications that you're on that are treating illnesses that you've got without doing something about it. So no cold turkey stopping just because you don't like the medicine unless you want to risk having the effect of the disease, you know, or if you're having bad effect from the medicine, you need to change the medicine. Okay, I just, I don't feel as though I need it. I mean, I'm not on anything that would cause it to be elevated or uh, in either direction, you know, the blood pressure or the cholesterol, so... Okay, well, so it, you know, what, what, causes, what causes blood pressure to be elevated is lack of magnesium, excesses of uric acid, uh, uh, which comes from too much fructose sugar and other sugar. And, and, and so there's just so many layers of it. But um, yeah. I think if you uh, uh, find a functional medicine uh, 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 doctor, you'll be able to get some more guidance with that. Okay. All right. You have a great day. Yes. You too. Bye-bye. So we're down to the last minute. Indeed we are there, Doctor. We have a great show. So what have you got? Well, I just wanted to say thank you, Bill, and thank you, Irene. Uh, maybe I have seconds here to read a poem. Happy Monday. Take this day. Seize it. Toothpaste tube. Squeeze it. Tame hair. Tease it. Need a snack. Cheese it. Skate away. Breeze it. Squeaky wheel. Grease it. Have a need. Appease it. Once some more. Yes. Please it. Feel pain, ease it. Get a splinter, tweeze it. Nothing's right, gosh, jeez it. Need to stray, belize it. <laughs> Pretty scene, freeze it. It's your day, so seize it. Thank you, Robin. Always love you. <laughs> Great way to start a week. <laughs> all right there, Doctor. Thank you very much. And to all of our participants and listeners, I give a special uh, thanks as well. And I want to send out a little praise to Irene for handling the phones. We couldn't do the show without her. Thank so you, Irene. Everybody out there, take care, stay healthy. Y'all are the greatest. You have been listening to the Healthy Steps Radio Show with Dr. Fred Harvey here on WMNF Tampa. Coming on up is five minutes of NPR news and then get ready for the Sustainable Living Show hosted by the absolutely phenomenal Annie Ellis. So until next Monday at 10 a.m., thank you for supporting and listening to the Healthy Steps Radio Show with Dr. Fred Harvey here on WMNF Tampa, your community conscious radio station. Stay safe, stay thoughtful, and know that you are loved.